Welcome back, and I'm in studio here with uh, Anish Suknandan. He's CEO of uh, and founder of AT Business Solutions, and I'm about to give him some feedback on the, uh, the big question is when's the right time to jump? And the other question, I think, is how do you scale uh, with, with cash constraints? So I think, first of all, let's, let's start off, Anish, by saying that uh, what you're going through is, is very, very normal. Uh, there, you know, all businesses that scale, particularly where you've got a supply side that's either COD or even on 30 or 60 days, and you've got you know, a demand side, your client side is paying you longer than that, there's always this cash flow hole that you get yourself into. So the, the whole uh, thinking is when you're scaling is to control the scaling because if you go too slow, you're losing out on opportunity, you go too fast, you run out of cash and then you can damage your, your supply side and you can damage your demand side. You can, so it's about managing, it's like trying to row between those two the whole time and make sure that you don't fall over. But you want that, if you use rowing as the, as the metaphor, you want that river to be as wide as possible so you can you know, move up and down as you're moving, as you go through your cash flow cycles, that there's enough water, oxygen uh, or, or cash in order to fund, fund your growth. So you're wanting to set up as much of that as possible when things are going good. It sounds like things are going good now, and now would be the right time to approach a bank and ask for an OD facility. Whether you use it or not, I think in your type of work, in your line of work, I think it's important to get an OD facility. So the banks are going to ask you how much OD you want, and my guess is that whatever their number is, they're not going to give it to you. They're going to give you slightly less. That's fine. Take it. It's a, it's a foot in the door. Then it's about proving that, that you service that OD facility well, that you're using it, and then you go and you show your financials and you start getting a bigger and bigger OD facility. Banks generally are the, are the cheapest form of, um, of funding other than your client. Your client is the cheapest form of funding. So you're wanting to now try and provide either a, a discount or you're trying to provide um, some incentive for your clients to pay quicker. And you spoke about in the last segment, you spoke about the ones that are paying COD. So you might now talk, instead of paying 30, if two weeks and 30 days, that you get a deposit in two weeks. You know, like it's, it's two-phase that you break that. You want to bring as much cash in upfront as possible because that's going to fund the repurchasing uh, as well. So that's the, that's the one side. In terms of the banks, in order to try and extend, open, widen that river of, of money, is the, they want to see history. So for me, my guess, if, if you are like most small businesses, your financial discipline is not that strong, maybe you're different. But what banks are wanting to see is history. They want to see the history of your financials. They want to see that you're producing monthly financials, that you are, are producing uh, annual financial statements, ideally audited, but n maybe just signed, signed, but they want to see that discipline. The more you focus on the discipline of your financials, the, the more likely you are to get more and more funding from your banks. And then the, the next thing is to think about a third party. This is and, not all. Mm. And is third party financing, where you go to specialist ICT funders, and you say they have the relationship with the client, so I'm you in this instance, you the client, they fund the client directly 
for the, the client buys the, the computers, they pay you upfront, once again cash in, and then the client pays them over perhaps even 12 or 24 months. So they fund it in different, differently. And so you might want to think about which category of product, not necessarily client, but product, you might sell, sell that. And that might be, in, what do you explain to me, the, the new stuff, that, 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 that's where it would probably be best suited. And then let's get in the last minute just to talk about when's the right time to jump. There is no right time to jump. There is no right time to jump. There will always be stuff to do. There will always be unknown. But from my perspective, um, this is the time to jump now. Because you, this, this, to carry on with the metaphor of the boat on the river, this is, this, your, your, your ship has come in. You're set. You're being launched now. You're going to have deep regret into the future if you don't take this opportunity. So a big part of this, this journey now is your own psychology, your psychology of controlling the cockroaches that are running around in your head, telling you that they're going to find out that imposter syndrome, the I don't deserve it, the, all those, those, that language that many, in, in fact, most entrepreneurs have as they are growing. The ones that succeed are the ones that control that narrative in their mind. As my mentor said to me, uh, winning in, in business, winning as an entrepreneur is 99% psychology. And it's your own psychology. It's managing yourself. So focus on, on Anesh, focus on, on, you and, on you. Who else deserves it more than you? You work hard, yeah. you give a good service, you, you've got an opportunity, you have clients that uh, you have been loyal to and vice versa. This is how all small businesses become big. They start somewhere. But that is a decision. So for me, it's just a decision and then it's follow through and then managing what's going on in your head. Well, that's all we've got uh, for this uh, section of the show. Uh, do stay tuned uh, a bit later in the show. I'll give you pointers on, on some of the things that I learned from this interview. But up next is our series on how to build an FMCG brand. This is our slot on building your FMCG brand. In studio with us to help us think through how to build your FMCG brand is Chef Ryan Lurie or Ryan Chef Lurie. We get a little confused between the two, or I do. And he's the founder of Namia Japan, which is a high caffeine content drink. Last week we spoke about pricing strategy. First of all, welcome. Uh, and uh, today I want to talk about features and benefits because I see a lot of companies actually mix up those two in terms of what they put on their packaging, putting uh, a lot of features on, but not actually explaining the benefits. Sure. I mean, thank you. Thanks once again for having me. Um, I, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head that a lot of companies just focus on the features and the features and the features and the features or think that they're talking about features, but they're actually talking about benefits. It's very important to remember that both play a role in what in the product that you're trying to design or trying to put on the shelves and trying to get consumers to use. Features are very much the static things about it. What color is it? What is it made of? Uh, those are the things that are important when it comes to features. The benefits are really talking to the pain. It's really talking to what it does for you. So the benefits of a product are what pain does it solve for you as the consumer or what pleasure does it bring you as the consumer? 
Those are the benefits that, that really, really make the difference to whoever's using the product. And that's where the focus really needs to be, because that's why people buy. So the terminology which means that, so it's, it's strong which means that something. I mean, you position as high caffeine, which means that so what? High caffeine content, which means that it'll keep you going for longer. Okay. Um, or or if, you, if you were to say it's uh, extra sweet, or if you're saying it's, uh, those are the things, it's the so that and the so that, uh, so what's. Those are the benefits that it gives you. And do you have to be explicit or does it have to be implied or can it be either? So sometimes it's clever to be implied so that you let the consumer get there themselves. But you've got to do it in such a way that it nudges, it nudges the benefit. And that's where you end up being a, differenti a differentiator in the market. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, this is a three-minute feature, which means that it's now over. Uh, we'll be back straight after this.